Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. The Panda Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. It's episode 53, year two of the Planet Mikey podcast. I'm your announcer, Peter Puller, and this episode is brought to you by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates in Boston, Newton, Warwick, Rhode Island, Worcester, Braintree, and Salem, New Hampshire. Call 1-800-GET-HAIR for Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti, or visit HairDR.com. Also by betonline.ag, the official betting site of the Planet Monkey Podcast. And by Joe Fish, two fabulous locations in North Andover and North Reading. And by my grandma's nationally famous coffee cakes, the coffee cake of the stars, mygrandma.com. Here's Mikey. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Wow, that was that Peter Puller's getting better every week, you yeah, know. He's that a, guy. He's a puller from way back. Where, where did he uh, where did he come from? Uh hell, am I hearing a reverb? Yeah, you were a little bit. That was, was Peter left that behind. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Smitty's here, of yeah, course, yeah. as you can hear his Where's voice. Where's Ben? Where's Ben? Ben Kitchen, I don't know. He, he's off in some resort, uh, tropical place, dunking his dolphin. Yes. Polishing his porpoise. Could be. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, he does that when he's here. I'm sure he's going to be back for the free cake, though, and the bong hits. So, you know, come on. He'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back. He's on vacation. Uh, He'll be back, I'm sure, in time for his little cute little radio show he does. What's it called on EEI Providence? I think it's called uh, the the Ben Show. What's it called? Don Darrow and Shitball? I think that's something like that. That might be it. Yeah. Fuck face and kitchen. Something like that. Anyway. Couple things first. I got God. I've done so much work in preparation for this broadcast, and you know, show prep, Smitty. I don't know if you heard. My reputation is not as a show prep guy. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm a deep thinker. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a show prep guy. I don't write stuff down, generally speaking. Okay, but I've made some notes today uh, for today's podcast number fifty three. By the way, we're in year two now. So this would be like show prep you have here. A little bit. Okay. This is like year two of the Planet Mikey podcast, yeah. the premiere episode. Uh, oh, the T-shirts are – the Planet Mikey podcast T-shirts are available. And have I got a deal for you. Uh, they're at 617apparel.com. That's a website run by Tommy, the T-shirt guy, who's a good guy. He's a nut. Yeah, we know Tommy. He's he a little a, bit nuts, He is a good guy. 617apparel.com. Now, not only can you get the Planet Mikey limited edition T-shirt there, but they have some fabulous uh, sports-related uh, you know, Patriots and sports team related uh, stuff that's just really, really good and innovative. Like you know, that he, shirt you showed me there? The shirt. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to put a picture on Twitter of that shirt. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's awesome. It's New England muscle. Good looking it's got shirt. The, yeah, it's yeah. A, I'll, I'll put that picture up on the, uh, the internet so that all the world can see it. But Tommy, the t shirt guy, he goes to every single Patriots game and he, he's in the, in the, uh, a tailgating area, oh. and he's got an, a, a black painted ambulance that sells all his stuff, and he does unbelievably because his stuff is good. Good for him. That's why it's really good stuff. So his website is six one seven apparel dot com. Go to the site, uh, check it out. Smitty, you have the University of Belichick hat and the sweatshirt. I do look at that. That's beautiful. That, in fact, there was a band over here yesterday, and everybody wanted that. W- wanted the hat. Where can I get that? No, you can't give away that hat. Where'd you get that? Uh, we've. <laughs> <laughs> you go in there, you just, you'll see the Planet Mikey uh, podcast shirts, but there's all kinds of other good stuff, and this is the perfect time. You know, Black Friday is is coming up, 
you know, as this as this podcast drops, Black Friday will be tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Is that racist? Black Friday? Yeah. I don't know. The car dealers are saying that you know, uh, I know uh, there's a Honda deal that has the Black Ten Days. Why and why is it called? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it puts the store owners in the black. I maybe it, I don't know. Maybe yeah. because it's such a hellish experience, you know that you know it's like darkness on the edge of town when everybody crushes each other. Oh, yeah. They get in the lines. They're all looking for the same TV for a hundred bucks, and they almost kill each other to get at it. See this finger right here. <laughs> That's not nice. I shop with this finger on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the offer that you can buy two right now, Tommy the T-shirt guy says, you go on the website, buy two, get one free at the Boston, at the uh, at the 617apparel.com website. That's a deal. Yeah, that's a very, very good deal. And uh, anyway, we're, pr- we're glad to have these. It's nice to have clothes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we should give one to uh, Don Darrow and Shitball. Each of, each, give each of them a shirt. Yes. Yeah. Um, we have, oh, I, upcoming guests news for you. I, I had a conversation with Dwight Evans today. He's coming on the podcast. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah. And I have a lot to say about him getting in the Hall of Fame. And I like Dwight Evans a lot, and he likes me. And we're going to come on the podcast have a good talk, good baseball talk very soon. I don't have the specific date yet, but within the next, within the next couple of weeks. Nice. He's a uh, <coughs> – God damn. You okay, Mikey? I think I swallowed my own spittle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Veterans Committee is considering putting Dwight Evans in the Hall of Fame, and well, they should. More on that when he's on the show with us, because I know every stat mm. when it comes. Do you know that no one in all of baseball in the major leagues in the 1980s had more extra base hits, triples, doubles, and homers than he did? Nobody. None of the Hall of Famers that have been in there for years and years and years. Not, I'll get into that later. Okay. Uh, now, the other news is I'm, I may be coming out of my self-imposed radio exile. <laughs> I might be with a rock station. I don't know. It might be play-by-play for the brand-new Woo Sox franchise in Worcester. Wow, the Woo Sox. I think I could do that job. Oh, you'd, you'd do uh, great. No one's asked me to, no, no. and I haven't asked for the job yet, but I, that would be a perfect job for me. All the baseball uh, announcers that I would think of that could do that job, it would be you. How about me and Bill Lee oh, yeah. doing the games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the near future, Chad Finn's coming on. In fact, he's supposed to be here tonight, but he had to put it off for a week. He's, yep. I think he's coming on next week, and yep. uh, he's, we planned a critique-a-thon. We're going <laughs> we're gonna to critique every radio and TV sports personality in the marketplace. Oh, oh God. It's going to be great. I have to work with these people. Yeah, but they, it's not your fault what I say. So I'll just sit back while you throw your critiques. Yeah, and Chad, they're used to Chad Finn critiquing, and that's his job. That's true. But I'm not going to say anything. I mean, you're not. The, why would you get in trouble? <laughs> you're, you're a good guy. They all like you. They don't. They don't all like me. Well, that's true. That's Meanwhile, speaking of not liking people, <laughs> I'm really pissed at Steve Diossi. Why is that? Well, that big giant beach ball. He was supposed to come on the show and oh. was supposed to get back to me. He didn't get back to me. You know what a peckerhead. You know, I'll, I'm going to tell him you said. You that. tell him I said so. He smacked me so hard in the arm one time, I thought my teeth were going to fall out, <laughs> and they're they're my real teeth. I met him and Fred Smurless <laughs> in the. Uh, Plus, no one farted up a studio. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You are true about that. (laughs) No one's ever farted up a studio. Eric Swalwell couldn't fart up a studio better than Steve Diossi used to in the old days. Did you say Eric Swalwell? Yes, I did. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Help him cheat an election. Oh, you got a slow-mo version? slow-mo, yeah. Eric Swalwell farts on hardball with Chris Matthews. Who is such a douche, by the way, Chris <laughs> Matthews? Honest to God, uh, you just heard the audio. 
But Diossi used to he'd do silence, silent but deadly. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, it would waft towards you while you're on the air, and you can't wait. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> it's like turning on the heat. It's just... <laughs> so I'm pissed at Diossi, not for farting in the studio. We're all over that by now. Now, do you know why I call him Beach Ball? No. On his birthday back in the 90s, he used to come on my TV show all the time, Steve Diossi. Yep. And we got Bill Parcells, who was the coach at the time, to say happy birthday to him oh. on his birthday, which is, I believe, during football season. <laughs> so, so. We say, can you, you know, the camera guy goes, can you say happy birthday, Steve Diossi? So Parcells played along with it. He turns to the camera. He goes, hey, Roland? Okay, good. He goes, hello, beach ball. Happy birthday, beach ball. <laughs> he says, you know why I call you a beach ball? Because you're big and round and a whole bunch of different colors. <laughs> and we played it on the air. And, of course, uh, Diossi is a bunch of different colors. But he's supposed to be on the podcast weeks ago. You know, I see him, and he, he wants to come on. He said, yes, he's coming. But he's a busy guy. He's busy. I know, but yeah. so what? <laughs> he owes me. You know, I started his TV career for him. I'll remind him. Beach ball. I'll see him. I'll, I'll remind him. What should I say specifically? You tell him I'm pissed at him, and I'll smack him in the arm so hard he's going to cry, go crying home to his mommy. That's what I'll say. Okay. So, speaking of football, I had a big week, and... Uh, I'm talking a big week with picks. I It looked bad in a couple of games. I thought I'm going to lose everything. And then in the end, they all came through. Well, you were like Nostradamus last week. Nostra freaking Damas. Yes. I'm like on a roll with this stuff. And, uh, I mean, I had I had the, I even had the Jets. Yeah. I, right, San Francisco, the over at Baltimore, New England. I just did unbelievably great. I doubled my money. And... Uh, that reminds me that BetOnline.ag is our sponsor of note there you when go. it comes to uh, the betting season, the football season is what I call it. BetOnline.ag wants to celebrate with you during the massive, massive schedule of college and pro football games on tap for Thanksgiving weekend. Follow the action at BetOnline.ag. Week 14 of the college season unfolds. Pro schedule kicks off week 13 and the Thanksgiving games. It's big. It's big. Oh, oh yeah. You go to BetOnline.ag. And uh, you can do it on your computer, on your mobile device, and you check out the thousands of ways to bet. Use the promo code CLNS50. Yeah, CLNS50. And you get a welcome 50% bonus with your first deposit. Happy Thanksgiving from betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Oh, thank you, BetOnline. That means us, too, when they wish us happy Thanksgiving. Isn't that magical? Yep. Uh, Okay, so... So we, we I went over the guests. We're going to have some great guests coming up in the next few weeks. But yes. for tonight, it's Smitty and me oh, yeah. doing this thing just like, you know, without without Ben Kitchen and that stench. I feel like I've been hijacked <laughs> into being a co-host. <laughs> of course you have. And there's no extra pay in it either. Jesus. Which is sad. I went lift driving this week. I had a fabulous <laughs> – not only did I have a great line of uh, betonline.ag week, but I did some lift driving. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. I picked up some real winners. Just this morning, I picked up the rabbit lady. Rabbit lady? Yeah, she has five rabbits, and she's talking about them the whole... I have one, you know, at home. Gil- uh, not Gilligan, that's the monkey. I have a rabbit called Gunther, uh, and he's cute. He's a lop-eared little... You know, my son's rabbit. He got him. This lady has five rabbits. Now, I thought when you have five rabbits, you're going to have 100 rabbits in about two months. Easily. Well, apparently she they're all fixed or they're all the same gender. I don't know. But she tell me about the five rabbits. She tell me their names. One of them has cataracts in his eyes. I'm like, okay, what do, I need to know this crap. 
She says, I don't call them my pets. She goes, I call them my fur babies. There you go. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the kind of passenger I picked up today. She's got fur babies. Um, I picked up one lady in Worcester. I drive a lot in Worcester. Yeah. She started putting on hand cream the second she got in the car. And I could I swear to God, I could hear her skin crackling underneath the hand cream. <laughs> she had such dry skin as she's rubbing on the hand cream. I'm hearing this crackling going on from her hands. <laughs> like sandpaper. I'm like, what the hell? I said, what do you wash with? What do you wash with? Lava? Uh-oh. <laughs> this woman. By the way, my dad used to scrub my head with lava. Lava? Why? That's why I lost some of my hair. And then I had to go to Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti to get it back. And look at that. Look at it now. You know how some people lose their hair? They they stand under the shower too long? Yeah. You know, like they have it pellet, the pelting their head, the, the, the powerful shower right in the top of their head. That's how some people lose their hair that way. Really? Other guys do too many U-turns under the sheets. <laughs> you know, you can lose a <laughs> You can lose a lot of hair that way. Yeah. How did I get off on that? I don't know. That I think. Oh might, yeah, might have been how I lost mine. The hand cream with this lady. I wanted to drop her off. I'm with the lady. Can you put the hand cream on before you get in the car so I don't have to hear your crackling skin? Oh boy, gross. Oh, <clears throat> picked up this this girl. I'll call her the um, the sniffy little bitch. Oh wow. <laughs> she was a little bitch anyway because you, you could tell her attitude. Was you could that. get fined for saying that word. Why? Isn't that the, isn't that one of the rules they have up there somewhere? You see, you see, use the word, use the B word, and you get fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I don't know. Might be, might even be the state house. But they, really, I think so. Somebody was talking about it last they're week. They're all sniffy little bitches at the state house. <laughs> they're aren't trying they? to ban the word. Yeah. Ah, that's bullshit. But go ahead, go ahead. If you get in trouble, so I, I pick up this sniffy little bitch, and she's like in the car. She gets in the car. She, she had, I don't know if she had a cold, allergies, or she was doing cocaine lines before she got in the car. I don't know, but she was sniffing the entire five minute ride where I took her, and then I, I started to follow the app. You follow the app, you know. You don't make up your own directions. So I follow the app. I'm going up on. She goes, "Where are you going? What are you going that way?" for she yells at me I, i'm thinking you sniffy little bitch i'm following the app so it got her there within two minutes i don't know what she was complaining about and she got out of the car she didn't say thank you most people say thank you you know she's not this sniffy little bitch you know when you how many's her problem how many people would you say since you started driving for lit have you had passengers how many passengers I've had over a thousand i've had 1100 maybe now based on all of their personalities yeah. what have you <laughs> learned about the human condition oh there's a lot i could tell you you know there's categories there's categories everybody has a category you know some people get in they go right to their device they don't want to talk they're plugged in they got headphones you just shut up and drive you know some people just yappy chatty kathy's they want to tell you every fucking thing that ever happened to them in their entire (laughs) life and they start right from the beginning you know (laughs) yeah my 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 dad used to paint houses what what, what, did i ask (laughs) yeah anyway um, so you're a curmudgeonly uh, Lyft <laughs> driver? Is no, that- I'm a very gregarious, outgoing, conversational guy. But I, I can tell right away. I can read people. Yeah. If they don't want to talk, I can just tell. I can read it. So I, sh- I don't say anything. Who's the passenger you really don't look forward to picking up? Um, well, first of all, any woman that smells like a like the per- when the overdose of perfume happens <laughs> just before they get in your car. And your car ends up smelling, you know, like a French barge whore. <laughs> the rest of the day. <laughs> for the whole day. You know, it's like the next person gets in and thinks I'm the one with the perfume on. It's so bad. That's that's the worst. Um, <clears throat> I mean, um, yeah, and you get a lot of smells in these cars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I can, you give I, Steve Diossi? I can right? almost tell you what country <laughs> someone's from 
by the smell without even looking. Really? Yep. It's a food thing. Well, diet for sure. Anyway, so, and by the way, I want to say this to the Worcester, whoever runs Worcester, the mayor, whoever it is, town council, whatever people, I got to tell these, tell these people something. What is it? Your streets suck. Oh. There's so many potholes, especially the side streets. I've lost, seriously, Smitty, yeah. two hubcaps oh. in the last three months. Driving on the streets of Worcester, you go over a bump, even with a smooth ride in Grand Marquis. <laughs> Those hubcaps come flying off, and it's they're expensive. The potholes are not fixed. Now, if I'm gonna look, if I'm gonna be known as the pothole city, I'm gonna fill each pothole with pot. Well, hey, let me ask you this question. Then it'll be interesting <laughs> to try and um, come to a solution. Which do you? Which streets would you say in Worcester are the worst? Um, I can't, well, there's so many yeah. that I can't begin to tell you. Any of the hilly streets and the side streets, yeah. they're awful. Yeah. They're awful, and you're going to ruin your car uh, in that town. Plus, I told you about the red cab driver from the red cab cab company. No. Gave me the finger. I wasn't even doing anything. I was picking up a handicapped woman on a little side street in Worcester in a lift vehicle, and uh, and he, he get behind, got behind me and started beeping, swearing at me. He's giving me the finger. Look, you, you son of a son of a bitch. You give me, give me, like he wants to fight. Wait a minute. Does he, maybe he thought you had picked up somebody he could have known. Well, no, no. He just hates lift drivers because oh, he's a cab driver. Oh, you know, it's like, yeah, well, was it my fault? Yeah, there is a rivalry there. God. So be a Lyft driver if you don't like it. I don't know. It's like I'm, I do it for the fun of it, not the money. I'm not trying to take this business from this asshole. And he's, I swear to God, he was, what a moron. So I called the red cab company. I told him, I said, you got a guy with an anger issue. You got to fire this guy. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, I got a ticket in Westboro. Not a, I almost got a ticket. I was in Westboro. <laughs> I picked up this dude, six foot seven, 290 pound, former lineman. Yeah. And I'm starting to drive, and all of a sudden, boo! I'm pulled over. And the lady was, it was a lady who was a cop. Yeah. Uh, the cop lady. She was a lady, a female cop. Lady. Did you say, she was a coptress. Do, you, do you know who I am? No, I didn't say any such thing. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, I'm in a lift vehicle. You oh. know, I don't want to misre misrepresent the company. So she says, You're going 45 and a 30. And the guy, she, she Takes my license and registration. The guy in the back, the six foot seven guy, says, "There's no way you were going forty five. You, <laughs> you just picked me up. You were taking a left. You were going about forty at the most." She so she comes back like eight minutes later. Yeah, eight minutes. That I'm long? Waiting. Yeah, that's a long time. You yeah, just she goes, "I'm wait. just giving you a warning." I'm thinking, "Well, oh, that took a long time to get a warning." She says, "Sorry, it took so long. There's a lot of guys with your name that are wanted." <laughs> there's people out there that are looking for Mike Adams on the street and there's a million of us oh, and some of them have warrants anyway you're not one of them uh, did you hear about the monkey attacks no well, you've heard about my monkey yes the one you killed well no he he died oh, sadly. On, yeah, on your watch listen to this sad story this is from India and I actually heard about this story I was listening to uh, the Hillman show yeah and is it Danielle, right? Danielle, she's a nice girl. I like her. Yep. She did. It, she read, she read this story today, and I said, I got to find out what, what. Whenever there's a monkey attack, I got to know about it. So I looked it up after I heard her talking about it. And this is in India. Uh, one evening last November, a young woman named Niha was feeding her infant son inside their house in Runkata, in India. Suddenly, a monkey broke into the house, snatched the baby boy from her arms, wow. and made away with him. Neighbors chased the kidnapper with stones, 
But to their horror, the baby was soon found lying blood-soaked on a nearby terrace. And he was only 12 days old, and he died. Wow. It's an awful story. Yeah. And the monkey snatched the baby and did something. I mean... Maybe it saw it as a rival. It, but there's, believe it or not, there's nothing especially rare about this incident in India. Wow. Did you know anything about this? No, not at all. It's just, like, unbelievable. These people live with this sort of threat. Monkeys. Yeah. It's almost like the Wizard of Oz, but they don't have wings. Less than a month before, in Tikri, Tikri, a 72-year-old man was stoned to death as he was scavenging for dry wood when a troop of monkeys on the surrounding treetops rained bricks at him after picking them up from a nearby construction area. It's a monkey attack with bricks. They understood to do that. What the? This this happens? Mm. It's like Planet of the Apes, except worse, because there's no end. I wonder why the monkeys are angry. The rhesus macaques yep. is what they're called. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. Danielle was laughing about that, too. Uh, they're normally a harmless and peaceful breed, but then the, the lack of food, they get pushed into one area. They're fighting over every... Uh, they're freaking out. Mm. And it's scary as hell. Wouldn't you think it's time to cull the monkey population? I... I would talk to one woman from India who worked at a tech company. I was driving her as a Lyft driver. And I said, uh, you know, I said, the people from India are very nice. They're very polite, very smart. I like, maybe I'll go visit over there. She says, they have enough people over there. <laughs> That's what she decided to tell me about <clears throat> India. Um, I'm not uh, so much a, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, I, politics. I watch politics. Yes. And you do too. Yeah. On TV. And I, I notice how there's this big difference in all the, the coverage yeah. of, of all the different political situations going on. And this country right now is a mess. You know, you're either one side or the other. It seems like you have to be. You know, it's, I, I think that is all skillfully done to us by the media. You think so? Uh, yep. I think we're all that getting. That this war helps we're them? We're all getting played. White people are supposed to hate black people. Black people are supposed to hate white people. Rich are supposed to hate the poor and vice versa. And it's just, it's amazing. And it's. I, it's you, hateful. You deal with a lot of people every day. I deal with a lot of people. I don't know people like that. You know, I work with everybody, all kinds of different uh, yeah. races, religions, beliefs. Me too. And we all get along. Right. It's and like, I'm a media. centrist libertarian, yeah. but, you know, one of my best friends is a, is a left-wing communist. That's Bill Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he was an egalitarian. Well, I know, but, you know, he's way, way, he's just two steps to the left of Che Guevara. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's two new candidates, as if the crowded field of Democratic presidential candidates wasn't already gigantic. Yes. Two new ones, and they're both diminutive. They're both little people. Oh. They're not, I'm not, they're not midgets or dwarfs or dwarves. I guess when it's plural, it's dwarves with a V. Or little people. Yeah, or any of that. Mm. They're not any of that. Yeah. Uh, they're just smaller in stature than some of the other uh, – <laughs> Recent additions to the to the ranks, they are Michael Bloomberg, yep. who <laughs> you know here's this, what's weird. He's been denouncing his most effective policy when he was mayor of New York, which was stop and frisk. Yeah, you know, and there's claims that it's a you know it's targets specific people, it's a racist, but. The key, I think, though, to the whole thing of the reason they had stop and frisk was to try to get some of the. Uh, illegal, dangerous guns off the streets. It worked. And it did work. Yeah. You know, it worked very, very well. But now 
he's not talking about how well it worked and how smart it was of him to do that and make New York City safe. Yeah. He's talking about how he was wrong to do that. and Well, the, the, the other choice is to leave the guns and have people dying. You know, what are you going to do? I mean, it's funny. You can listen to him now or look back at what actually worked that he did. Yeah. And now he's denying success. Why is that? Just, just for political that. reasons. It's well, amazing. You know why he can do that? Because he's got $53 billion. It's true, yeah. Now, the... We've been hearing oh, from everybody, from you know Bernie Sanders to uh, Liz Warren and uh, millionaires and billionaires, making them out to be hateful, bad, you know, nasty, dangerous. Got to punish success. Yep. yep. Uh, you, how many times have we been hearing that? Billionaires and millionaires, oh, they're the enemy. And so now, Bloomberg, who has more money than almost anybody in the entire world, <laughs> is going to be the savior for the Democratic Party. It's just... A, it's he he owns a media c- a conglomerate. Hypocrisy. Oh, isn't that interesting? He owns a media <laughs> conglomerate. And the, and don't they dispense information that kind of sway your your vote just one way or the little. other? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of exactly what they what the Democrats have been saying all along is the, is the danger. Yeah. People who can control the uh, election with money. And here he's coming He's coming up now $35 million he, he's, as his opening salvo uh, in this race for the presidency. And I don't, I don't know if it's not the ultimate hypocrisy or if this guy's, I mean, who knows? I imagine him at home sitting in the sauna one day and, you know, his attendant is there and the radio's on softly and <laughs> he's, he's listening to the news and he's like, oh, you know, I've had enough. I'm going into the race. I'm going to fix this mess right, right now. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Now, and I've been saying all along, now I can completely, I mean, how can you not understand people not liking Donald Trump with his personality, his braggadocio, his, his ego, his constant referring to himself as the reason for everything good in the world. Yeah. I, I understand that, but I don't know why the Democrats are coming at it with such. Uh, you got one, you got AOC saying, you know, let's get free tuition and free health care, and Bernie saying health care for everyone, and, and Liz Warren saying oh, health care for people that aren't even here legally in the country mm-hmm. when every single family in America is having a hard time paying their health care. You know what? They got to go after the real problem, Smitty. The problem is, why are the costs for health care going up all the time? Mm. What's causing that? Is, mm. it a, is it the drug purchasing stuff? Is it the doctors charging too much? Is it too many? Are they over-testing? Is it uh, malpractice insurance costing too much? There's reasons health care keeps going up to the unaffordable area. Yeah. And that's what we got to solve. I agree. We, yeah. we, you and me. I, I can do that. <laughs> Not you, tonight, but uh, and the same thing with college tuition. Why is that going up to the point where it's unaffordable and there's all this student debt? Why is it fifty thousand dollars for a student to live in a dorm and go to college for one year? When when you know that's way more than a mortgage or a job would pay. You know, it's like well, you have to take out a student loan. So somebody, the the, the person that's loaning you the money, is going to make money from the yeah, loan. Yeah, uh, but no, would you have to take out a student loan if it was only? 20000 to go? Probably. A lot of people do. And they go for four years. <sighs> anyway, when I am elected president... That's what I was about to ask. All this shit stops. <laughs> Deval Patrick is the second Johnny-come-lately to the uh, Democrats group. And he, I think he's going to try to cash in on his friendship with Barack Obama. You know, he had a big meeting the other day, and two people showed up. I saw that. <laughs> I felt bad for the guy. I saw that. that two people... No, I, did, I, I saw a picture of the... The, the hall where he's supposed to speak at a college, right? Yeah. And it was an empty room. And I tweeted, I said, that looks like the Mutt fan club meeting. <laughs> you know, he was on the air with Howie Carr one day. and I got Mutt to, was? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Deval Patrick. Yes. And so I got to meet him. <laughs> and um, 
we're talking out in the hallway, and it's one thing to hear everything you hear on the radio about the guy, what he says, what he does, who yeah. he is. And the same thing you see the television coverage of who the governor is and this and that. But you always see him in context of being the governor. I get to meet him out in the hallway, and we just started talking. And the guy's just a normal guy. Yeah. But all of a sudden, when it's time to play politics, he puts on that, it, like a suit. He suddenly becomes... The gubernatorial suit. A Democrat. You know, and he's yeah. amazing. He's really good at it. But he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's yeah. got kind of a weird voice. <laughs> yeah. um, so... I found this thing online. I don't know if you if you can maybe you can tell me what movies these are from. Mm. These are these are lines, famous lines from movies that were not in the script but ended up being the most famous line from that movie. That was a smooth segue into this. Into you ready this for topic? This? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Go ahead. You can't handle the truth. That was an officer and a gentleman. No, it wasn't. No, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the other gentleman. The, the uh, yeah. But it's it's right. I can kind yeah. of see it. Who I said see, the line? I see Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and yeah. what was the movie? Because it was Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson in a few a few good men. Yes, good God. He he changed the line. Yeah, uh, what, he what? he did it. It was like something near near to that, like yeah. you know. Uh, something else about the truth, but he he made it that line, and it became his. Became the movie. It became what was in the trailer. Yeah. All right, ready. <coughs> Jack Nicholson. It summed up the movie that line. Here's Johnny. The Shining. The Shining. Yeah. And that was ad libbed. Really. And it was the. It's it's been recently voted as the most scary moment in any horror film oh. ever. <laughs> and he ad libbed it, sticking his face through the. Door. Isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, you're gonna need a bigger boat. Jaws. Jaws. And who said it? What's his name? The captain. <laughs> no. The, the guy with the hat and the, the, the shirt. No, I think it was... <laughs> it wasn't the, no, it wasn't it? What's his name? Oh, wait a minute. Roy Scheider? Yeah, yeah. Roy Scheider, that's he right. he said that. Anyway, he ad-libbed that, too, and they tried it three or four times. Afterward, he threw it out there, and they liked it better than whatever the original line was going to be. Okay. Um, uh, how about this? Uh, I'm king of the world. James Cagney. No. no. White Heat. <laughs> no I'm and no. King of the world. I'm king of the world. Titanic. <laughs> and they were up in the, the oh, bow. That's right. Like the bow with Howard Stern. No, it, 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 he, he, he did that himself. Or somebody threw that out there. It wasn't, it wasn't in the script. Can who, you imagine? No, who knew? Um, how about I'm walking here. That was Ratso Rizzo. Dustin Hoffman. Yes. And the character he played, Ratso. Yeah, Ratso. In the Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy, yeah. it was correct. Yeah. And and he that was actually he's was cutting across the street where they were filming and a, a car, you know, he, he yelled that at the car like it, <laughs> in real life because it was almost an accident. They left it in the movie. They left it in the movie and it was good because it, it made lots of How about you talking to me? Oh, that's uh Robert De Niro, the yeah, crazy man. That's right. Yep. In Taxi Driver. And that's an, that was another entire, that whole riff in front of the mirror was totally ad-libbed. He was just totally just kind of throwing that out there. And uh, Where that do you became, find these fascinating facts? You know, these I don't just know. something stashed in the, uh, the magnificent it's brain. some stinky little clickbait thing I yeah. happened to touch on. Wow. Momentarily, no um, what else you got? Anything? You got? Have you got something? You know, I do have something. Has something? What is it? It's been is it, are, is it any Marilyn Monroe nudes? No, no. But uh, she does. She did look beautiful in her day. 
Not so good now. That's true. But the, there's a TV show I watch. <clears throat> it's called Sammy Hager's Road Trip. Yeah. It's on Axis TV. At the end of, of the show, he has a guest, and he does this thing called This or That. And it's just a, you fire back the answer immediately. Okay. So it's yeah. one of these rapid fire quick Sort of, first, yeah. First and thing pops into your head. And they're all the dumbest damn things, but it's just, it gives people a glimpse into who you are. And uh, you okay there? Yeah. I just got some shrapnel. <laughs> watching Mikey almost fall off his chair like Joe Castiglione. I got a little shrapnel going on. All right, here we go. <clears throat> so you just, some of these are just silly. And most of them are. Okay. Ready? So am I, am I the contestant? You're the contestant. That's okay. it. We don't have any music or anything. Okay. This, but here we go. Boxers or briefs? Br- uh, briefs. Do you prefer a concert at the Garden or whatever the place that's called Great Woods these days? I... God, neither really. Uh, I guess out outdoors would be better. Football or baseball? Baseball. If you, I, I love them both. But for, for a vacation, the Cape or the Lakes region? Lakes. Chicken or fish? Chicken. David Lee Roth, unless it's Joe Fish. <clears throat> David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? David Lee Roth. Right. And I know this is Sammy Hagar's concert, uh, little contest. Well, yeah, but he's I, too whiny. I like uh, I like David Lee Roth a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, too too whiny. Gas or electric car? Uh, gas. Pot or alcohol? Pot. <laughs> if you had to have a romantic relationship, I'm talking about Pot. had to have a romantic relationship, yeah. you'd have to choose one. One is Rosie O'Donnell. The other is Ellen. Well. <laughs> a romantic relationship. Can I? I didn't say sex. I guess it would be uh, You'd have to Ellen. F- fall in love well, you know with the, one old, of them. the joke. <laughs> the difference between Rosie O'Donnell and a bowling ball? No. You could eat the bowling ball if you had to. <laughs> oh God! Why, why did I ask that question? <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Another one. Yeah, Ellen. I, I go with Ellen. All right. If you were single and had to date one, Tulsi Gabbard or Kamala Harris, which one would it be? God, I don't know. I. I Maybe Tulsi, because I loved her in that white pants suit. There you go. Which movie, E.T. or Close Encounters? Uh, that's a good question. A Close Encounters is is actually a better story. E.T.'s cute and the finger, you know, and the whole thing with the phone hum and all that crap. All right. <laughs> the, what they got, the Reese's Pieces? Yeah. Yeah, but it's kid stuff. All right, here's the next one. Clint Eastwood's The Unforgiven or Gran Torino? I liked them both. Mm. <laughs> I think the unforg- I think Unforgiven, mm. and, and reason why uh, would be the one. It's more uh, awesomely, authentically Western, dirty. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's he played? The uh, he played Little <laughs> Bill. He played Big Bill. What's his? Oh, um, yeah. It's the same guy. French Connection. <laughs> Holy crap, we're losing. French Connection. That's like right before. What's his name? Right here on the on the, the guy on in the, the French Connection. French Connection. What's his name? Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Nah, cool. He was great yeah. in that movie, Unforgiven. And so was Clint. <laughs> Remember how sick Clint was? He had pneumonia or something. He's coughing and he's. He was. That was a fabulous movie. You want a free one? That was a good one. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Basketball. LeBron or Larry Bird. You have to even ask me that question? Yes. I can't stand LeBron, the chosen one, Mr. Big Shot. You know, I can't. And I love Larry Bird. All right, then. I, I, but it's not. I just. Le, LeBron's like my least favorite. 
This guy's had his ass kissed since he was in high school. Mm. Wasn't he on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was in high school? <laughs> you know, God. All right. Here we Jeez. go. If you were uh, to attend a, a concert, yes, would uh, you prefer live music, plugged or unplugged? Wow. Well, wouldn't it depend on the artist? For example, if it was ACDC, I'd want plugged. Mm. If, <laughs> if it was Maria Muldaur, I'd probably go unplugged. Mid- midnight at the Oasis. That's right. Very good. Okay. Uh, Levi's or Wranglers? I don't care. I buy my jeans at Old Navy. Well, there was a recent study that said Democrats prefer Levi's and Republicans prefer Wranglers. I'm neither. I'm a centrist libertarian. Okay. Pass receiver. I prefer commando. What is it? His last one. Pass receiver. Yes. Edelman or Gronk? I, you know what? That's a really good question mm. because they were so they're so great in their own little neck of the woods. I got to go with Edelman though, and here's why: okay. well, if I'm six seven, you know, two seventy, I have a natural advantage when it comes to basketball or or being or playing football. Mm. Edelman is a little tiny tough guy who gets hammered. <laughs> he gets crushed by guys all the time. But he's that squirrel. He's that he calls himself the squirrel. Yeah. I love that. I love it because he's a natural underdog for football. So I'll go with Edelman. All right then. Plus he looks better than a turtleneck. And there you go. That this concludes the uh, this or that for this uh, this podcast. Yeah, I think that actually concludes this podcast. And I have one more thing. Yes, sir. And I think you'd be good at this. Well, let's try All it. Right? Friends and I were having a discussion about baseball. Versus football and why football is exciting. You know, you just can't wait from Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. Suddenly the the topic turned to baseball. What's wrong with baseball? Well, it's slow. It's boring. It's, you know, who has time for baseball? It's nothing to see. It's not exciting. So <clears throat> I've come up with some suggestions. To improve it? To improve the game. You know, you got... Um, Does this have anything to do with the player's playing nude well no but you know the <laughs> combined with the overpaid players the underperforming players the very expensive ticket prices not to mention the price of a beer right if i was the baseball commissioner <clears throat> here's what i'd do i'd speed up the game how i'd install a pitch clock i would do it i'm in favor of it okay you know tradition 20 be second clock yep tradition be damned it's just time this is business now <clears throat> so once the game is in play and the pitcher has the ball, he has 10 seconds to make the pitch. Only 10? 10. Think of it. That might be a little short. No. If you sit there and watch the clock for 10 seconds, you realize he's got plenty of time. Well, so once he gets it back in his hands. Soon as the ball is in his hands, he's got 10 seconds to analyze his strategy and make the pitch. Okay. Okay. Now, if he goes over that time. It's a ball. Twice, the batter takes first base. So it's a walk on two of those. Yep. It, right. you, you violate the 10-second rule. It's not just rule. ball one or ball two? No, no, no. You violate the 10-second rule. The pitcher has to pitch the ball. Yeah, that's kind of hard. Your, your rules are very harsh. I know, very, but tell me that wouldn't pick up the pace immediately because on the second offense, the, the batter takes a base, first base. Number two. <laughs> but that having him go to first base doesn't doesn't speed up the game. It just brings up the next batter. It brings up the next batter, which makes things a little bit more interesting. Now, hmm, holy, <laughs> look what happened. I may think you know, pay a little bit more attention. So the batter can only step out of the batter's box for 10 seconds to adjust his gloves or whatever. Or cup. Yeah. 
If he goes over that time twice, that's counted as a strike. Yeah, but who's going to watch all these and, timings? And considered delay of the game. Yeah. All right? Well, you'd be surprised. There's lots of technology. This technology plays into this. Well, it has to <clears> now <throat> because it's like it's almost you got to have a robot. Well, shorten the game to seven innings. <clears throat> uh, no, you can't do that. You can't. Why not? i got to stop you right there. Okay. You can't do that. Because it's a, it's a nine inning game. It's well, always been a nine inning game, uh-huh. and it changes the stats. You can't hit four home runs in a game in a seven inning game, but you can do it in a nine inning game. Mm. Yeah, everything's all the stat, all the statistical comparatives are based on the nine innings. How about this for speeding up the game? What is it? Take out they, they, the commercial breaks are two minutes each. They used to be a minute. Make them a minute. That's but double the price. That's eighteen minutes coming out of the game right there. That's pretty good. 18 minutes. And you tell that lucky client, whoever it is that advertises. They're worth more because there's only one of them. Bingo. And, and then the other thing you do to speed up the game is you don't have you, – you can have a pitch clock. And I'm, I'm actually for that. Yes. A 20-second pitch clock. Because these guys sometimes – David Price, what a – have you ever watched that butt channel? He's like an idiot. He's out there walking around, like, taking his camera time, not throwing the ball. Throw the ball, you douche! Imagine you're on the mound next time and stare at your watch yeah. and count 10 seconds. What could you do in that 10 seconds? There's plenty of time. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, God knows. For me, 10 seconds is... <laughs> I can't even talk about what what I could do in 10 seconds. All right. How about this? Here's some but showbiz. Oh, go ahead. You no, but I'm just saying, speeding up the game, I'm all for that. Yeah. You know, you look at the old records of the World Series games, now the ones that now go four hours, yeah. three hours and 45 minutes, they were two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Why is that? And they were played during the day. You didn't have to wait up, start the game at 8, and stay up till midnight to see the end of the game. It was over by 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Tells you who's running the show. God. Yeah. Dipshits. Now, let me ask you this. Well, actually, no. Anybody who successfully steals a base yeah. <laughs> gets a musical fanfare and strobe lights, all right? Just to make that a little bit more exciting. Well, there he goes. Oh, we made it. It doesn't speed up the game. <laughs> Hold on. Though. That's just for that's for entertainment purposes. <laughs> for instance, the, the organ music at the ballpark. Yeah. No more traditional organ music. Booker T. Booker, Booker T, T and, and the, the MGs. MGs. That's right. Green onions. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, good. All right. Every- that does nothing to speed up the game. No, no. Th- see, this is a combination of speeding up the game. You don't want to see game. old John Kiley pounding his organ up there? This is speeding up the game and making it more interesting, okay? And a, a better holistic experience watching a football game. Every home run gets strobe lights, <laughs> cherry bombs, and girls with pom-poms who run the bases. What do you think of that? For every home run. I'm all for that, but yeah. not for the game. Oh, just okay. for me. Sorry. I would like to have the, all okay. that going on just for me when I get home every night. No more mound visits, except in the case of injury, or to replace the pitcher. That's it. What do you think of that? Well, you know, that's fine, but they have to have those conversations. See, why did they get the games done in two and a half hours in the old days with all the mound visits? Because they change pitchers too often now. Why? Because the starters don't complete their games because they're wussies. They don't com- There's no complete games anymore in baseball. That's the problem. Guys got their business done back then. Now they got to go to their mom, bring in another pitcher, bring in a left-hander to face a left-hander. Come on. Grow up. How about this? Each inning starts with a player already on second base. How did he get there? <laughs> he got there because if you know, you have to be he's able already, to explain it. He's already halfway home. 
No. That starts that starts a little tension. You know, Smitty, I love you, but you're not going to be a very good commissioner. <laughs> no, that player is determined by the ninth starting batter in the lineup. So you get out there, Johnson. Okay, Get your Johnson out yeah. there. Uh-huh. No, he, see, here's where the problem is. Okay. Baseball is a game for traditionalists. Oh. The only reason the games are dragging on now is because camp TV cameras, commerciality, and egos of the players taking their time on camera to make sure their their personal brand has more priority than the smoothness of the game. If I were the commissioner, I'd establish those rule those rules, but I would make sure only one minute between innings. That's a that's eighteen minutes because there's two half, there's two breaks for, per inning. How do you feel about getting rid of the home plate umpire? I I think he should be killed. <laughs> Get rid of the home plate umpire. Kill him. Balls and strikes will be ter- de- de- be determined by technology. Yes. Well, I've, I've already, I actually, in my old radio show, discussed this. You yeah. put a barcode on the baseball. Oh. And when it, like the scanner at the grocery store, when it passes home plate, when it goes over home plate, it goes, Beep. strike. <laughs> That's perfect. Beep. All right. Can you imagine that? Beep. That's ball two. You know, wouldn't that be the way to do it? And that's how you keep stats on the, uh, yeah. Now, Challenges. Let's say there's a play. The ball was it a home run? No, it was a fire. Was it fair? Was it foul? You know, yeah. Challenges are determined by instant replay. Huh? Yeah. Okay. You in favor of that? Well, that's how they're doing it now. Right. Now, hold on. In order to call a challenge, the manager has to throw a red flag from the dugout, <laughs> and if he loses the challenge, he loses a timeout. There's no timeouts in baseball. Oh, <laughs> that's one thing. Secondly, <laughs> let's make it interesting. Like he has to moon. He has to moon the umpire moon. if he wants to challenge. Okay, with his big hairy crack. Hold on, I like that idea better. Yeah, see, but they're already determined. They've already determined by the replay. How else are you going to determine it? But here's the thing: yeah. if you're wrong, yeah. you have to play, you have to manage the rest of the game nude. <laughs> so you know what, what you, a, you know what a big sports fan I am. Yeah, you're huge. <laughs> yeah, but, and so being the outsider, I thought I would offer a few suggestions to a person whom I consider to be an expert. That's me. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Well, let, listen. Next week, maybe we should run these by Chad Finn, and he can run those. Uh, run, yes. run it in his column, and we'll give him the this or that too. Yeah, we'll give him a little this or that activity. Yeah. Um, so, episode fifty-three, year two has begun. Get your T-shirts on six one seven apparel dot com. Uh, and don't forget to eat at Joe Fish, everybody. Thanks for being here, Smitty, because without you, we wouldn't have a show tonight. I know. I'm going to go finish that pizza. And Ben can go screw himself. Yeah, thanks for not being here, Ben, putting it on me. I had to work with this guy. Good night, everybody.